Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hello, it's Pauline. Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Expats. After a short break, we are back now with normal episodes. Today, I am with Pierre, who has spent a good nine years in Asia, first in China and now in Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam, where he's been for the past five years with his family. So today's episode will be all about Asia. Hello, Pierre. How are you? Hello, Pauline. I'm very fine. And you? Well, I'm good. Thank you for joining. It's a real pleasure. We haven't talked a lot about Asia yet in the episodes. So it will be exciting to hear your, your stories and experience. Great. Okay. Great. I will try to explain <laughs> you a bit my, my story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with how you moved in the first place. You mentioned you moved to China first and later on Vietnam. How did all of this come up in the first place? So, well, my first departure for Asia, I mean, in China, was uh, totally unexpected. I was working in north of France. Okay. Freshly married. Uh, we just bought a house and so on. And uh, uh, from my former companies, I received a phone call from a CFO of one company to ask me if I am interested of moving to several places in, in Asia. I mean, he proposed me Vietnam, Thailand, and uh, India, and China. And he, wow. asked me, he asked me for a week to say, okay, please discuss with your wife. And yes. we're going to call you back in a week to let me know if you're interested in such experience. So obviously, the day after, okay, we called. So <laughs> we are much more than interested. Uh, it, it was super exciting. We'd never been in Asia with my wife before. And we were not that much attracted by Asia, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. But, okay, it was a big jump. It was a fantastic experience, <laughs> fantastic opportunities. It can open one in your life, okay? So we, we say, okay, let's go. And what had, I mean, one week to decide and you saying you had never been to Asia, plus you weren't necessarily attracted to Asia. What were the things that convinced you then? Discover something new, okay? Not to spend all our life in, uh, in, in France. My wife was born in, in uh, Noumea, okay? In a new country. Okay. Uh, she spent several years in Italy, so she gets used of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that much, you know? I moved from Bordeaux to, to Reims, to Paris, and to Lille, so it was quite a very, very French, <laughs> French experience. And it was okay. a great opportunity, and okay. A good challenge for fresh married people without kids. Yeah. So we had nothing to lose. Yeah, of course. So where in, where did you end up? Were you able to choose the country? I was not able to choose, so I had all the set of interviews. And after, probably thanks to the interviews and the needs, okay, they proposed me to move in Shenzhen. Okay. Uh, Shenzhen is at the border in south of China, at the border of Hong Kong. Right. A new city, a very, very new city. It was in 2006. It was right. a, a booming city. Most of Chinese people were dreaming to move to this, to this city in order to be, <laughs> able to be as close as possible to Hong Kong. Uh, okay. Very dynamic. And I'm sure that if I go back 
in Shenzhen today, I would not recognize the city. Sure. But I would not recognize China as well. Mm. <laughs> so first experience, as it was for professional movements, uh, I moved alone. Okay. During, okay. During four months, I was studying alone, working a lot, a lot, a lot, night and days, mm -hmm. weekend included. Okay. And my wife was closing up everything in France. Okay. Right. Selling the, uh, selling the house, closing all the, everything, selling cars and so on and so on. I mean, it was, I was, uh, how can I say, fully absorbed by my job during the four months. And I did not enjoy really the fact of being in Asia, except, or in China, yeah. except facing only difficulties. I with, have to speak in English. Yeah. With not really English speakers. Mm. Relationship, the chance that I have is I was immediately, a, let's say, a manager. Okay. Okay. So the sense of hierarchy in, in Asia is very important. Very strong, yes. If and only if they recognize the manager. Okay. So you have to okay. be recognized as far as possible to show them that you are, let's say, technically strong. So you are at a good mm. place. You can teach them and you are valuable for them. Okay. So it was okay. very important. And most of the time when managers change, teams are moving with the manager. So it was All right, they leave with to retain them. Okay. Uh, but I was uh, clearly alert on this point when they recruit me and say, okay, don't worry, you will lose 50% of your team. It's not you. It's the mindset. That is big. The culture. Yeah. But finally, fortunately, they stay. Okay. But I had to spend a lot, a lot of time on that to adapt myself to the way of asking people to do something, to show them, yeah. to be patient, okay? Because to understand that they will not say no, but they will not necessarily understood what I ask them to do. Right. They do not ask clarification. So I start to learn the face, the notion of face, okay? Losing the face. Yeah. Food, I had to adapt my belly as well. <laughs> A lot of pork. Very different, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Drink a lot of coke to ensure that I can <laughs> that I can survive as well. Uh, so it was four months underwater, working a lot, Intense. and struggling with all these new parameters in my environment, mm. focusing on my job. Okay. So it was great for me to be alone for four months. Yes, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but you didn't have to worry too much with logistics. Absolutely. Arriving. Okay, yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> and so when your wife arrived, what what was the sentiment or the integration for her also? Very complicated. Okay, very complicated. At the beginning, uh, Shenzhen was not Shanghai. Okay, it was in 2006, early 2007. Uh, it was... Uh, city under development. Right. Very few people get used to speak English. Okay. Mm. Yeah. In Asia, everything everything is possible, but everything is complicated. Mm. Okay. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the point. Actually, it is. It was our feeling, and it's still my feeling. Mm. Okay. And when you start, okay. <laughs> you say, "Okay, we will never. Everything is possible, but you just have to find a way to get it." Okay. So, even to go to McDonald's, it's impossible. So, 
you need to collect a lot of contact cards to know which location you want to go, which direction you want to go. So you have uh, hundreds of cards to show to taxi driver writing in Chinese where you want to oh, go. Oh, right. Yeah, to get around. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, if you want to go to such restaurant or supermarket or whatever, you cannot speak, you cannot express anything. Mm. Yeah. But you have to learn how to work with that, okay? Yeah. After, when you need water, when you need to fix your fridge or your TV cable and so on in your apartment, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. But, okay, smoothly, you need to learn, okay? Yeah. So that's the first feeling. After, unfortunately, the first year, it was a new company for me, okay? I have been okay. recruited. Uh, so I worked night and days 24, roughly 24-7 during one full year. Yeah. And it was very complicated for my wife, yeah. to be very honest with you. As both of us quit our job, our previous job, we sold our house right. and so on and so on, you are, you are living your life without net, okay? Yeah. Uh, you cannot fail. Yeah. And so I took the responsibility on that and so I... I go away, but I worked a lot and she felt a bit isolated. I mean, Shenzhen was not Shanghai, once again, was not Hong Kong. Oh. So the, the expat community and the French one, because you know that French people love to stay with French people. Yes. Uh, for English matters or whatever, culture matters as well. She felt a bit isolated, but she rebounded. So she started to learn in the in the Shenzhen University, she started to learn Chinese. Chinese. Uh, but she met Korean people, uh, Japanese people, and the culture okay. is not the same at all. Okay, leisure. It's very different, yeah. And so the expat community of more Europeans was wasn't very big, I suppose. Yes, was not, and yeah. the age uh, some some very f new. Uh, how can I say, young people, twenty years old, and so on, and okay. we were thirty at this time. So. Yeah. We, Okay, it was not the same generation, exactly. Mm. And what helped both of you to actually feel home and integrate then? Uh, or overcome the different challenges? Yeah, as soon as I felt comfortable in my job, okay, as yeah. soon as I felt, uh, let's say, legitimate in my job, things that I was mastering roughly what I get used to do, my... My network in this new company, 10,000 uh, yeah. kilometers away. Uh, so I start to handle things much more quietly, peacefully. We start to live. Okay, we started yeah. to live. And we started to have a social life as a couple. I mean, okay, before yeah. she was alone. And I start to breathe more. So we try to travel more, either in China, either out of China. Okay, yeah. to start to discover the play field in Asia. And at this right. stage, I fall in love with Asia. Yeah, I start to enjoy, uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Moving on then, how did you end up in Vietnam after? Was it still the same job that uh, then pushed you to different, to different countries? Uh, so, uh, after, uh, in China, so just to refresh, I spent two years in Shenzhen, then we moved in Guangzhou, okay? So we okay. already moved in the country, in oh, China. Wow. We spent three years in Guangzhou, which is, let's say, less than two 
100 kilometers from Shenzhen, a little bit more in, yeah. in the north. Uh, so we spent three years. It was a new city to discover, new French community. So we, we start to get used to discover new people and to, <laughs> to yeah. rebuild social, social network. <laughs> it usually takes the most time. <laughs> yeah, which, and yeah. which is probably the most complicated part. Yeah. Probably, but okay. So after three years in Guangzhou, we spent three years then in, in France for okay. professional and personal issue. But my company asked me yeah. to spend part of my time in the headquarter because it's I start directly in a, in a far away subsidiary, so they need to know my face a bit more. Okay. Uh, so they asked me to spend time in the headquarter, and then the day we move again in uh, in Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam is less developed as uh, China, okay? China, even in big cities. We had a shock, but we knew that Vietnam is a very easy country to live. Food yeah. is fantastic, and more people speak English. So we know that most of the difficulties we faced at the beginning. Won't be able to face them anymore. Uh, right. I, I master my job, I know my yeah. company, and so on and so on. So I won't say it was easy because once again you have to set up your network, social network, yeah. connection, and so on. But, but you had gone and, through the hardest before. Yes, yes. And me, I'm more comfortable even if I, I had six months to involve quite a lot after I found my rhythm. Yeah. So much more easy. And you know a bit, uh, how can I say? And we have kids as well. So it changed it change okay. your life. It changed your yeah. life. We, we, we arrive with kids, so that gives you a rhythm. Uh, but what is important is by my side, no, I know the, how can I say, the trick where I cannot fall down. When my wife say, uh, I do not feel that comfortable, okay, I stop my job and I come. What we say mm. is happy, happy wife, happy life. You make that <laughs> Find the right balance. <laughs> you can love, but it's true. Yeah. It's, it's really true. If, if she's not happy, your expatriation is a nightmare. Yeah. No, I completely, completely feel that. And so this time you had kids. How old were they when you moved to Vietnam? My daughter was uh, just turning four and my boy was uh, one. Okay, and so how do you tell a four-year-old girl that she's going to move to the other side of the world to a completely new culture? Well, I think at four, she, she did not realize that much. She I didn't think. realize? She just started school, uh, let's say, six months ago. Ah, because okay. we, we arrived at the end of December, okay? So she just right. started. She had just a couple of months or three months at school. Okay. She had good friends, but she was okay. It was, yeah, it was still quite new for her at that time. Right. Absolutely. And she was super happy. You come from France in December. Okay. Mm, you and summer. You <laughs> at the best, at the best weather of the year. That means you are in slippers, yeah. scarf, okay, in t-shirt all day long. So she was super happy. <laughs> and yes, when we arrived in Vietnam, it was, it was the best weather. Not too hot. December is perfect timing, just after Christmas. Okay. So yeah, it, uh, it was a very nice uh, arrival. Good tonight. It's a good time of the year to go then. Yeah. So you're in Ho Chi Minh. Yeah. In the south. What is the the vibe, the atmosphere of the of the city? 
you know, you have two main cities. I don't know if you know, but whatever, you have two main cities in, in Vietnam. Uh, you have Hanoi, which is the mm. administrative capital, and you have Ho Chi Minh City, which used to be called, to be called Taiwan before the yes. war. Uh, in the south, it's much more the economic capital. Okay. You have more than, or you have 10 million inhabitants there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit bigger than Hanoi. It's a city where you have the most motorbikes in the world. Oh, wow. You have motorbikes everywhere. It's so very noisy, I guess. It's noisy, but it's, it's amazing because you don't know how to, and there is no rules in the streets. There is no mm. traffic rules. They try to, but it's, it's a bit complicated. So it's, it's quite scary when you want to cross the street for the first time. You yeah. don't know how to watch. You want to stop, but you learn after that you you should keep your step, never stop, yeah. keep your speed. And so it's amazing because it's typical the city of Asia. At least the ones that I love, smell, noise, lights, and <laughs> life everywhere. And okay, it's very different from the north of France, where yeah. I just spent three years before. Yeah. It's amazing. It smells super strong. You know, you have tofu. You have, uh, you have you have many things in terms of smells in the street. Yeah. You have noise because people horns every time. They're yeah. <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you have traffic all around you. Yeah. And yes, you have lights. It's and the lights never stop. Never. Stop. Okay, yeah. so that is amazing. It's. Uh, it's amazing. It's not structured at all. If you compare with Bangkok, for example, which is quite well structured, mm-hmm. I do not talk about Singapore and so on, but about Bangkok, yeah. it's much, it's much more modern, much more organized. Here, it's, it's just a mess. It's a giant mess. Yeah, I'm mean, thinking of Bangkok. I remember, yeah, a lot of scooters, uh, but still, there was quite a good transportation system. I feel. Ho Chi Minh would be complete opposite to that. It's a mess. It's it's smooth, but it's a mess. Meaning that nobody at the difference of Bangkok, Bangkok they are they are driving crazily in terms of speed. Mm. In here, nobody is going fast. Okay. But people never stop. Okay. So when you have traffic light, luckily, mm. time to time they can stop. But otherwise, it's not because you are crossing the street. Or that there is pedestrian's way that they will stop. Mm. They will go, they will accelerate or slow down, but they will just try to adjust something smooth. And it's quite amazing to see people crossing streets on very, very crowded uh, areas. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's a fantastic experience. What, yeah, what is something that you would, if, if you were go, to go back to France, what would be something that you'd miss or that you'd keep, keep doing that you discovered in Vietnam? I dream not to go back to France. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, <laughs> or no, anywhere else. <laughs> no, no, I, okay. I think that I can find, it's typical to Asia, this permanent life, okay, night and days, mm-hmm. 24-7, you have life. Yeah, and shops you can necessarily close or you can find places if you are not in a good mood or one night you, you cannot you don't know how to sleep okay you can yeah. say okay i go outside and i will find some living areas yeah okay? which is not the case in france no or in, in european countries luckily time to time in barcelona you can find some place but yeah. it's not 24 7 yeah 
in France, if you are in Paris, maybe you can extend a bit the night, but yeah, but it won't, it will stop at some point. Here, it is very safe. You can go, my wife can go by herself. You can go everywhere. It is safe. You can find some place living, okay, with right. light. And that you can change your, your mind quite easily, okay? You right. can find everywhere some amazing moments, okay? Some bikes with a massive, how can I say, fridge. Carrying massive stuff, you, <laughs> it's every time, every day, you can find something amazing. If you are a bit curious or if you observe a little bit around you, that that yeah. did not happen to me when I was in France during three years. Yeah, it is a routine. <laughs> what about the the French influence in Vietnam? Do you actually feel it, or are there specific things where it might come out? Yes, yes. Uh, we, we can really feel that uh, French people get used to be here. You have plenty of uh, buildings, okay? Yeah. You have plenty. And in the north and the south, uh, it's, it's even much more in the north because many people from the north are able and many old people get used to speak French. Okay. okay. So that's, that's funny. Yeah. Even in our company, most of the people who are able to speak French come from the north. Nice. Probably because the population of the north is a, a bit richer than the population mm. from the south. So they send people abroad, and many people have been sent to France at the French universities. Oh, okay. Many, many people. In the south, a little bit less. Okay? Nice. And then, no, we, we have the French culture, and they are quite warm with French people. I mean, we are tourists, but in some other country, on former colonies, okay, maybe time, time to time people are not that friendly with former mm. people from colonies. Okay. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which is not the case here. Okay. Not at all. Okay. Which is great. You have the, fr the, the French consulate in the south. It's, it's a fantastic building with a big garden in the middle of the mm -hmm. first street. The street, you have plenty of buildings that you can see the opera. The French style and many old buildings, well maintained, are belongs to the French colony. Okay. So it's great, and you have plenty of words as well. You have plenty of words from French. In the okay, in the language then. Like the bread, like uh, and f French words that you are not using every day: cravat, garde-boue. <laughs> Funny words, time to time, you catch some words, say, oh, that's French. Oh, okay, I didn't know. <laughs> but they are very friendly with the uh, French people. Yeah. Okay. And so now that you've, you've been there quite a, few, quite a few years, what would be your top recommendations in terms of one bar, one restaurant, and one carte blanche, whatever you want? Okay, so uh, the the bar I I love the first there. It's a kind of secret bar, and you have many secret bars here. Uh, okay. But if you don't know the address, it's complicated to you, you cannot find them in the street like that. Yeah, oh. they are the third floor, or five floor of one building in downtown yeah. that you should know. And the first one is is called the Snuff Box. Okay. 
Snuffbox in District 1. I can give you the address later if you, if you want. Yeah, um, I'll link course. it in the description. It's, it's a bar uh, which is not Vietnamese at all. Okay, it's much more uh, prohibition style. Okay. Fantastic whiskeys, staff, a little bit hipster, plenty of tattoos. It's, it's a, how can I say, it's an underground, underground uh, style. Nice. But prohibition style, complicated to find. It's my favorite bar in, in Saigon. Not that good. <laughs> but it's, uh, yes, it's, it's, it's an unexpected place. All right. That's for the bar. I'm going to give you the, the link. Uh, yeah. For the restaurant, it's a French restaurant owned by, a, how can I say, I think he's a Viet Q, okay? Viet Q is a Vietnamese people get used to to grow up in France, okay? Because okay. that's a Viet Q. So he speaks French. He learned how to be a chief in France. And yeah. his restaurant is called L'Atelier des Rêves. Okay. Right. Is French food nice place affordable for a French restaurant uh, with a, with a night chef? So it's it's great. L'atelier des rêves. Okay. What is I I didn't ask you what is the cost of of living in in Vietnam actually? It depends your living style. Hmm. For us foreigners with kids, French people. It's a bit expensive, okay? Housing, okay. It's, it's, it's very, very expensive. Is it? Oh, wow. It, it is. Either in apartments or in houses, it's, it's very, very, very expensive. I, it's okay. more expensive than in China, when I was in China. Oh, gosh. Yes. After, for the food, it depends what kind of food. Of course, if you come for a week in, in, in holidays, okay? Yeah. You will eat in the street for one euro, okay? Mm. If luckily you are not sick, but when you live there, me, I never, I never eat in the street. Yeah. Never, or very randomly when the team is pushing me to do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I can play the game. Okay. But I will yeah. not eat everywhere in the street as well. You yeah, need yeah, a, of course. Heavy traffic on the restaurant to ensure that it's fresh. Yeah. And some people time to time has food poisoning. Yeah. But it's, it's okay because Vietnamese food is fantastic by itself. Huh? Mm. But what would we, be a typical Vietnamese dish? But you have what they call in France the boboon, I think, which is a yeah. bumbo. Yeah. Uh, you have the nems, you have the rouleau de printemps, you have the feu, the, the very traditional feu, okay, which is a kind of right. soup. No, no, it's various. You have plenty of flowers inside. It's, it's great. It's a very nice food. When it's well done, when it's not too oily, mm. it's very nice. It's very, very nice. And it's easy to eat in Vietnam for a week or two weeks. It's not spicy yeah. and it can be adapted for uh, European people easily. Yeah, it's easier on your stomach. <laughs> yeah. If you compare with Chinese food or Thai food, Thai food can be quite spicy as Chinese yeah. food as well. And you do not eat chicken feet or these kind of things that you can easily find in, in China. You know okay. what you eat. Basic stuff. And to go back on, on the cost of the life for a week on holidays it's okay you can fight mm. but when you live there with kids they want to eat pasta yeah. oh. they want... we are very careful on the quality of the food we are cooking uh, right. because 
there is significant health issue mainly concerned in Vietnam. Is there? Yeah, oh, and wow. Vietnam, as what we heard, gonna be uh, will have the worst rate of cancer per inhabitant in the coming ten years. Oh, wow. For pollution, okay, you remember the yeah. recent war and the Agent Orange, which has been spread in all the cultural areas. Yeah. So now the ground is totally infected. So when you eat very local local food, it can be a bit picky. So yeah. as a conservative people, okay, we we were using many of organic food and imported food, imported ham, uh, yeah. meat or whatever. So we do not uh, bought so many uh, local stuff. Right, and is it easy to find the imported stuff? Are there a lot of maybe foreign supermarkets or things like that? No, in the in the town in the district where most of Western people are living, you can, but it's a bit expensive. Yeah. So it's yeah, cheaper to go to restaurants than cooking by yourself. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's quite surprising actually. But we can find a danette. We can find. You know, Petit Gervais, you can find some cheese, you can find many things. Yeah. But you have to pay for it. Yeah. Well, the usual when you're an expat, it's usually like that. If you want your products, it costs a lot more. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) After activities, no, you can, you have some nice resort, not that far. It's okay. Domestic transportation by plane. Affordable. It's... Is how can I say the normal life is quite expensive. After uh, after no, it's many things are affordable. Going to restaurants is is quite affordable. It is true. Yeah. So you go quite often to restaurants. Okay. So the third uh, one is what is your carte blanche? So any spot that you like. It's it's an activity that we did, and all our friends who visit us did. And it's 100% of uh, approval. It is something nice. it's called Vespa Tour. Ah. It's old Vespa's uh, squad with coming to pick you up in your place. Right. At six, six o'clock. And you are, so you are behind the driver and it yeah. drops you in old Vespa. So you have all the squad of Vespa, which is turning all around Oshimin City, District 1. Right. And they make some stop for eating, listening music, having a drink, and so on and so on. Oh, nice. It's, it's a good last... way of touring, yeah. Ah, it's a fantastic one. It's it, it's a bit expensive. That, I think, costs 70 US dollars per pack. But yeah. you have four hours. You just enjoy the city on a motorbike, on a Vespa, okay, with the noise, specific noise of Vespa. Uh, yeah. You are with your friend. It's super safe. But yeah. you are really in the earth of the city in motorbike. In yeah. the middle of the traffic. Locally. <laughs> Absolutely. And you can drink, you can eat, whatever you want. Drivers do not just wait for you, okay? So they are not drunk. Oh. And so you can yeah. really enjoy the city. And they drop you in very typical places. So okay. uh, you have the day, the daytime. I think yeah. it's from 8 o'clock to 12. And you have nighttime, which is from 6 to 10, I think, or something like that. Oh. And it Probably the best experience. I did it three or four times. <laughs> and uh, every time I'm amazed, say, wow, yes, it's the best <laughs> it's the best things to do there. So you don't get tired of this activity. It's definitely... Absolutely not, yeah. 
So after, there is many places in Vietnam to discover, but if you have a week to spend here, it's a pity yeah, to, it's to easier skip. To... Yeah, you are in, in, in the earth of the city, thanks to that. If there were like maybe three top things you have to do in Ho Chi Minh if you go for to, to be honest with you, I, I think one day is enough. It's a nice city to live. Yeah. But I would prefer to be in the north, okay, or in the middle of the country, in Oyan or some places much more charming. It, how can I say? It's not Paris. Ho Chi Minh City is not Paris. You do not have plenty yeah. of spots to visit. There okay. is not a lot of culture, okay, except if you want to visit the war museum, which is not so amazing when you are for one week of leave, oh, of holidays, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can visit, you cannot go inside, but you have cathedral, postal uh, building, right. and that's all. Okay, global. Okay. I, I so shortcut to three landmarks and then it's, uh, yeah. yeah. To it's better to leave some experiences. Get lost mm. in some, what we call the small streets, which are called the M. Get lost in such kind of places to enjoy mm. a lifestyle of, of real Vietnamese people out of touristic areas. Yeah. Uh, try Vespa tour, okay, <laughs> by night. Try to, to do such kind of things. After, move away. Go in yeah. Mekong Delta. You can go in, in Oyan in the middle of the country or go in the north. I know you, you have much more things to visit, I think. Okay. Coming back to your global expat experience, so in China and in Vietnam, what would be, you think, your, your biggest learnings from these experiences? Oh, that's a good question. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do believe that I I change my way of working deeply. Yeah. I get used to be how can I say maybe quite nervous or impatient or tough. Okay, to get and mm -hmm. here I I totally change my way of working. Okay, you 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 cannot be you can be demanding, but you you need to adapt yourself to the rhythm. Okay. Uh, That's you need to adapt yourself. Patience. It's it's patience, yes. It's patience. It's I, I mean the, the relation between the manager and the, and the team. It's it's a bit different. Uh, oh. In France, I have the feeling that uh, here is very is very strong, but yeah. it's not it's not because it is strong that you can do whatever you want. Okay, you have to be accepted by the team. Okay. You need to bring them okay in your project, but when you bring them, they follow you. 500 percent hmm. and when yeah, i spend yeah, absolutely and they are much more loyal than what i can face in france when i was in france it's much more easy in france at the beginning but this uh longer term might deep. be harder it's not as deep as you can uh, as you can face I, yeah. I i stay in contact with some of my former teammates in china okay they keep chatting me yeah. to say okay what do you do can we right. keep working together? Okay, they're totally loyal. Yeah. It's a it's a bit different. So that, that I learn how to adapt myself in at work. Okay. Uh, working with with people with a lot of resilience. Okay. Yeah. It's never end. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> never. Which which is great, huh? Which is great. Yeah. And so I adapt. And time to time, I'm a bit scary of. Uh, 
moving back to work friend. Yeah. Because I, I have the feeling that to to adapt myself to the no, it's, I think it's a Z generation. Oh. Not exactly tell them there, okay. I think or it's probably but different way. I need to adapt myself on that. But uh, yes, you are much more attached to people here. Okay. So before I wrap up, there's one last question I ask all of my guests. Is there a song that represents either your whole journey in Asia or just one specific part? So I have, I have plenty of funny songs from KTV, <laughs> uh, which are probably the most the most significant for me. Okay, so they are the one we are. Re- Uh, representing Asia. Okay. okay. There are KTV songs. So they are not the best song in the world. Okay. That is true. Yeah. But it's songs that I never heard before coming here. Okay. Right. <laughs> so uh, how would you sort of describe a KTV? It's the Asian pop, I think. It, I, I mean, it's a, it's a karaoke. Okay. It's a karaoke that ah. they call KTV. Okay. So you, okay. Have, you have several kind of KTV or karaoke. You have the mm. tricky one, okay? As uh, in Asia, you have plenty of uh, tricky places, yeah. and you have the the very funny one that the team enjoy to go with you. And uh, Asian people are quite good singers compared to yeah. European people. They are yeah. very good singers, so they bring you, and uh, you can have uh, your the end of your team meeting, uh, having beers, singing yeah. songs, and so on. And you are discovering some uh, old uh, songs. <laughs> <laughs> They are quite happy to find and to give you some uh, some. Western songs, English songs, and that for me, it's for me that is Asia, okay, and that is my experience Very in Asia. Okay, would there be one song in particular that comes out? Uh, there is a. I, I will find it and I will I, I will give it to you later. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll link it. It will be linked in the description. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you very much. I mean, this was very interesting to go across Asia in uh, both China and Vietnam to see how one is much more difficult than the other, how to just the job also can take up all your time and uh, make things a bit trickier because you don't necessarily have the time to integrate. But also, I think you're, you're one of the first ones in in my series of episodes who actually talks about the management style and a lot more about the job, uh, the integration in work uh, than in full life. So that was interesting also to hear different management style in uh, Asia versus France. Yeah, great. It's true. It's important because mm-hmm. you spend, as soon as you're expatriate, you, you spend a lot, main part of your time in your job. Okay, You are, yeah. you are here for that. It's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe more in Asia, but no, not necessarily. Uh, Yeah, after if some companies send you there, there is some reason. Huh? They yeah. need you to be on the field. And it's time consuming, that is true. Because actually yeah. you you are you are the link between the expectation of the group and what is produced locally. Okay. Yeah. So every time you have you have to be, how can I say, the translator between the local life and the expectation. Yeah. So it's time consuming. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you, Elash. Uh, really enjoyed our chat. And uh, to all of you, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode that will come out in two weeks, as usual. And if you liked the episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and put a star and review. Thank you. <laughs>